In today's podcast, I sit down with Kelvin Edvinson, one of our new agents that's joining Ronival in our La Paz office. I wanted to introduce you to Kelvin because a lot of our viewers and listeners don't know what it takes to sell real estate in the Baja Sur state in Mexico. And I think you're going to really like Kelvin because he comes from being a scuba diver to selling jewelry and now selling real estate. Take a listen. All right, Kelvin. How are you, Nick? Very well. Thanks for coming all the way from La Paz. Yeah, not so bad. Two hours, not so bad. Roads were good. You're starting your onboarding today. Yes, sir. I'm happy and I'm excited and uh, motivated. You aren't originally from Mexico, obviously, by your accent. <laughs> uh, where are you from? Uh, originally uh, from a place called the Lake District in England. It's about an hour north of uh, Manchester. That's where I grew up. I went to school. I had my first couple of jobs. And then uh, just after my 21st birthday, uh, I, I, I was looking for a job on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Traveled the world, you know, thought I'd try it out for a few months. And then I just stopped doing that uh, during COVID, and yeah. now I'm 55. So I spent over over 30 years on the ships, on the cruise ships. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, I did live in Canada the last 20 years or so. So, so what's yeah. it like working on a cruise ship? Was it your 30 plus years always on one cruise line or different um, they they, uh, they moved us around. It was funny. When I, when I left uh, school, I went to catering college for two years and uh, did hotel management. And then I got a job on the cruise ships in the dining room, actually, as a busboy to start with. And then after a while, they promote you to a waiter. And then I was one of those guys carrying 24 main courses in one hand and dancing around with a cake on my head and different outfit every night. (laughs) And then um, that's what introduced me, you might say, a long time ago to my love and passion for Mexico. Uh, Because I was on a ship that was going to Cozumel uh, almost every week. And all of my friends were going out learning to scuba dive. And so I did the same thing. Uh, I, I vacationed in Cozumel many times. I went over to do the cenotes, the underwater cave diving in uh, the Yucatan in Playa. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in Cancun, uh, Isla Mahuras as well. I mean, the water's crystal. I mean, it's like here, it's crystal. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, after a while, uh, I became a scuba instructor. And it took a long time to do all the various courses to get to an instructor. And then one day, uh, a friend of mine said, you know, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line hires dive instructors. Mm. I was like, really? You can get paid to do what we do on a cruise ship? So I applied to, uh, to NCL as a, as a scuba instructor, and I got the job. And the funny thing was, when I got the job, they basically said, uh, you'll never be doing any more scuba diving. <laughs> it's, it's snorkeling. We need you guys to run a snorkeling program. Uh, we did the occasional dive for, for leisure if we had a bit of time off uh, mm. occasionally. And um, so I was with NCL for seven years as a scuba instructor, getting paid to take people snorkeling in the Caribbean on catamarans with uh, nice Caribbean music and rum punch. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. And then um, I also met another position, another guy on board that had a great position. He was the port and cruise consultant, very, uh, very nice guy, nice fancy suits, uh, suits. He's got his watches and his bling and everything else. And he told me he's an officer. He gets his own room. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I want to do that job. <laughs> so I did. I trained with him. I did my my uh, scuba, my, my diving program at the same time with the guests. And then when I did have downtime, 
I spent every minute of the day with him. Uh, I learned the reservation system, how to book cruises. Uh, we also had to take care of the repeat guest program. Uh, on NCL, it was called Latitudes. So I was a Latitudes representative. I had to host a cocktail party. I had to introduce the captain, the staff captain, the cruise director. And I was also in charge of the, uh, the shoreside tax and duty-free shopping program. Now, for those people that might have been down to the Caribbean before, you're probably familiar that the Caribbean, especially, is the, most of the islands are tax and duty free. So the price point uh, for diamonds, watches, jewelry, uh, gemstones is a lot different than you find at home. Mm -hmm. And I actually stuck with that job for just over 20 years. I, I absolutely loved it, actually. And you're selling the cruise uh, um, customers? Yeah, um, I was on a lot of the big ships. I was fortunate. Uh, so sometimes you go to over 6,000 people uh, every seven days. Yeah. And uh, I did a live presentation on the ships. It was called the Caribbean Shopping Show. Mm -hmm. And you basically tell people what they need to know. You know, if they've never been to these islands or these ports of call before, they need to know how to navigate, how to get around. You know, simple things like where's the closest bathroom when you get off the ship, you know, some nice places for lunch. And every, uh, every cruise line has a recommended shopping program off the ship. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to promote the retailers in, in all the ports of call. Uh, now, most of the retailers were the same, but it, it wasn't just jewelry and diamonds, uh, rum cakes, uh, especially in Mexico here, vanilla mm -hmm. as well. Um, color changing t-shirts, uh, sheets made out of uh, bamboo, soft bedding and sheets. Uh, Straw markets, I mean, you name it, pretty much everything. But uh, my passion was the watches, the diamonds, and the jewelry. And, Hence um, the, the earrings, well, the watch, you know. <laughs> and the bracelets, and the necklace. Well, next time I see you, I'll be wearing a house on my back. <laughs> 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 I have a condo necklace or a pendant. Or right on, right on. But yeah, well, it, it's kind of difficult, you know, when you're surrounded by this merchandise every single day. Uh, the parent company I worked for was Louis Vuitton. I'm sure a lot of people know Louis. Uh, LVMH Group actually was the marketing company. And so, yeah, we promoted all of the, the world's most expensive luxury brands, you know. Uh, when people are on a cruise, they're in a bit different mindset. You know, they're on vacation. Uh, a lot of things they don't do for 51 or 52 weeks of the year. They right. do on a ship. And a lot more people are open-minded. They want to go home with something. And... Um, yeah, I did that for a long time. I was, I loved it. I was actually pretty good at it too. I don't know if it's my accent, but uh, people used to ask me all the time, uh, what do you do? What do you do on the ship? And I used to tell them, I'm the guy that persuades you to spend your hard-earned money on things that you don't really need. <laughs> and walk <laughs> and, away happy. And, and the worst thing, well, the funny thing was, they used to come back and thank me. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, whether it be a, a $100 uh, I know, set of sheets or a, a $300,000 12-carat diamond bracelet. Wow. You know? So I had a great job, and I really loved it. And then COVID came along, and like a few other things, you know, uh, it kind of took away uh, not so much my job, but my position, you might say. And it just wasn't the same anymore. And So what was your introduction to La Paz? Why La Paz? If you were doing all those cruise ship tours in the Caribbean, what brought you to the La Paz? Um, I've, been, I've been all over Mexico. I was on a ship going to Ensenada, Tijuana. And then they sent me to a place called the Mexican Riviera many years ago. And it was on the brand new Sapphire Princess cruise ship. And I was so excited to get this ship. And they said, oh, you're going to go to the Mex Riv. And I'm thinking, okay, great. Uh, what's the next riff? <laughs> Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, Cabo San Lucas. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just so nice. It's a lot different on this side than it is in the Yucatan, Cozumel, Playa, and Cancun, you know? 
it's a lot quieter, I feel, on this side as well. And then I had a, a very good friend of mine that, that kind of got trapped in the past during COVID. Uh, he couldn't get back to Canada to see his kids for almost three years. And um, his, but his parents were in the past. So mm. we were talking a lot during COVID. Everybody had their ups and downs during COVID. So we were talking every day. And he kept telling me, listen, you need to come here. You know, you love Cabo, you love Mazatlan, you love Puerto Vallarta, you're going to love La Paz. So I did. I came down for a visit last year for a couple of weeks and he took me around everywhere. And, and to be honest with you, I love Cabo. I really, really do. But I don't know if it's my age. I'm getting older these days. But uh, the party scene, the, the crowd and everything in Cabo is just a little bit different to further up the coast, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of what got me to La Paz, actually. I, it's beautiful. How long have you been in La Paz? Uh, well, I drove my car down here. I crossed the border. If anybody's thinking about driving down here and you want to cross the border, uh, it might sound a bit weird, but do it on Christmas Day. <laughs> no one's traveling. I was the only person entering Mexico. The only one person. So the whole process to cross the border was like two minutes, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I got down here. Uh, I crossed the day after Boxing Day. I arrived in La Paz, actually. Mm -hmm. I stayed in Loreto. And, um, yeah, I've been here ever since. I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. You contacted us maybe a month ago or even less, and you're being onboarded already. Yep. Why did you choose to contact us, Ronival Real Estate? Um, well, you're part blame to that, Nick, unfortunately, because I signed up for your newsletters quite some time Is that ago. right? I think I even replied to one of them quite a while back. Uh and it just intrigued me. I, I have a lot of friends that uh, had a similar background to me with the cruise ship industry. Uh, they also left their position after COVID or during COVID. And quite a few of them made their transition into real estate because um, I know it's completely different, but it's also very similar as well at the same time. You know, when you're talking luxury items, once again, things that people don't necessarily need. I mean, everybody needs a house, obviously, but not everybody needs an extra house or a rental or a holiday home. And um, so reading your newsletters, doing a little bit of research uh, about the companies in this area, yeah. um, I did have uh, two other interviews, but uh, there's, as soon as I came down and, and met your team and, and met uh, Sergio and everybody in the office, I had an, another interview the next day and have one the day after. And I'd kind of already made up my mind that this is the place I want to be, you know? Um, yeah, the number one realtor in, in this area, you know, your reputation is, is amazing. And uh, the backup from the office, the systems that you use for your company, I mean, you're obviously doing something right. It's a very successful company. Mm -hmm. And when I worked on the ship uh, in a strange way, in a similar way, uh, I relied on my videos. I made a lot of videos as well. Uh, we'd have promotions now and again, you know, uh, Tag Hoyer would be having an event for Tag Watches. And so, yeah, I'd run upstairs, grab the TV guys on the ship. And sit down and make a 15-minute video on why you need a tag hoyer watch. Right. You know? So and this is a, a similar kind of thing. Um, I'm I'm at my happiest and my strongest uh, in my career when I'm with people. And uh, COVID was a miserable time, right? Uh, I couldn't even see my kids that live 20 minutes away from me. Mm -hmm. And it was it wasn't great. So um I just wanted to get back in front of people. You know, a lot of people need help in this industry. There's a lot of smaller real estate companies. You don't even know if they actually are realtors. Some of these people I find, right. you know. And uh, I think it's nice, especially this region. You have a lot of expats, right? A lot of Americans, a lot of Canadians, a lot of British. Uh, I just feel if I was spending a certain amount of money on, a, on an extra house or an investment property, 
I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable speaking with somebody from my homeland, yep. possibly, you know, or where I've been residing. And yeah, I'm excited, buddy. I'm really excited. You know, I, that point that you bring up, when I first started selling real estate here over a decade and a half, almost two decades right. ago, one of my first clients, it was a couple out of Canada, uh, Jan and Andy. They, I was touring them properties and... I think I might have sold one property yeah. at that time. Yeah. And so the level of intimidation was there. Like, I don't know real estate here. Yeah. I don't have much experience. I'm like maybe my first month. Yeah. But they gave me a compliment that was incredible. They said, you know, we feel really comfortable because you've done exactly what we're trying to do. Exactly. You exactly. relocated from your hometown. You're not Mexican. Yeah. And you don't speak Spanish, really. Um, and you bought a place. So I had bought my first place already. Yeah. And and that was that was it. Once you do one, you do another, yeah. you do another, another. And it's like selling jewelry, yeah. might I say. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> because it's... jewelry is a luxury item, right? No one needs jewelry. No. People want jewelry. Yeah. I find that selling almost two decades here that people don't need a second home. Yeah. They want a second home. They really want one. Right. Yeah. How, from your experience of selling luxury items, do you think you can apply to selling real estate now? (laughs) Well, I believe when people are looking for luxury, you know, they're looking for the best of the best, basically. And... Well, as you know, the the selection of the the inventory down here is amazing. Whether you're looking for a condo or or a house or a beachfront property. Um, But there are probably a few places that are not exactly the best of the best. Um, But people, I think, sometimes need a bit of insight as well. Uh, Just to give an example, years ago, when when I was married in Canada years ago, we first bought our big house. Uh, This house had been on the market for a long time. But the property itself from the backyard was amazing. It had a 40-foot in-ground kidney-shaped pool. Mm. But it'd been on the market for a long time. And when we went to see it, it just looked old. The panels were wooden panels. But everything was... It was but because where, the, where we came from, from our rental property, uh, the people that owned that, the lady was actually interior designer. Mm. So we were thinking, you know what? Maybe we could paint that brick. We could paint it white. We could hang a TV up there, a nice plasma TV. We'd cover up this brown stuff and put something else. So we had a bit of an insight on what the finished product could look like. Right. And I and I, I feel that's the same down here with some of the properties down here because the price point here compared to Canada especially and the UK is crazy down here. It's, it's so much more inexpensive mm-hmm. with the sun, the weather and everything, all the attractions down here as well. So... You can you can save money getting a lesser expensive property, and you can turn it into your own luxury, your own private luxury. You know, you can add the pool, you can put the rooftop pergola. Yeah, I, I think um, as a salesperson, being able to understand your customers' needs. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Having experience with other properties to see a vision. Yeah. To be able to communicate that vision to your clients is really important. And the better you can do that, because yeah. I, I imagine when you're selling jewelry, watches, bracelets, yeah. it's like, okay, 
Kelvin, why am I going to get this watch yeah. over this watch? Or what's exactly. the pluses and minuses, yeah. right? Yeah. Aside from a $5,000 difference. Yeah, right? exactly. Many things are involved, you know, maybe the quality of the leather, the strap, the mechanism, mm -hmm. the jewels inside, the brand, uh, the sapphire crystals, a lot of different things involved. And uh, once again, it's, it's kind of the same with this. There's a lot of different working parts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, who made... Who constructed the house? Right, who's the builder? <laughs> How deep's the pool? <laughs> yeah, what's the who's the architect of the house? Yeah, um, the location. Yeah, of the property. Yeah. Um, how does the sun set at five in the afternoon yeah. in the winter time when I'm here all all the time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how hot does it get in the summer sometimes? What about the neighbors? Yeah. Who are my neighbors? Yeah. How yeah. much are the operating expenses on the property? Yeah. You know all these things that. Um, no matter what you're selling, if you're selling a car, if you're selling jewelry, yeah. a piece of real estate, um, a building, these are things that product knowledge, yeah, of the, course, the right? pluses and minuses, yeah, right? Yeah. What the customer is looking for and why this is a good fit or not a good fit. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you say that because uh, when I was on the ship, um, I think one thing that made me a little bit successful was the fact that I give people options as well. Because sometimes people think they want something until you throw out another option. Mm -hmm. And then that, sometimes that opens up a whole new avenue, you That's know? Right. The amount of times people have been adamant, I want a two-carat diamond, it's got to be a round brilliant. And then after spending a little bit of time with me and looking at different products and giving them the options, they, they're left with a, a five-carat princess cut, which is a square diamond. But that's not what they came for. Right. And it's the same down here. Everybody has a certain thing in their head when they imagine living in Mexico, right? If it's going to be the sunset, the, the beach view, or whatever it might be, uh, they might want a condo. Mm -hmm. But then when you get down here and you, you see some of, the, some of the builds and where they're located, the sizes, uh, how much space you have, how much parking you have, opposed to maybe buying a nice plot of land and building a house, mm -hmm. or seeing a house that's already been finished that, that has more than what your condo possibly would have had so yep. uh and this is what one thing i'll be doing with my clients as yep. well i'll be showing them exactly what they want to see yeah but i think it's nice occasionally to throw them a bit of a curveball just to see what is possible yeah it no does. that's a good so. idea that's good how important to you is um product knowledge uh for me right now it's very important because i need to learn a lot of it right <laughs> and i want to i want to uh I actually, I want to fast forward like six months to have this knowledge in my head. But it was the same, uh, it was the same in my pre previous life when I booked cruises. Uh, they told me you're going to be a three-striped officer and you're going to be in charge of booking future cruises. And you have all these privileges. And I was so excited. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, so how do I book these cruise things again? But yeah, I had the, and it's, it's what I've found with your company so far. I had the backup and I had the training that was required to make me successful. Uh, the only thing I need personally right now is more hours in the day. You know, I'm learning a lot of different things, and I'm also on day 81 of my Duolingo. Learning Spanish. <laughs> so, yes, Duolingo, the, the 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 language app for those of you that don't know it. Um, Duolingo is telling me I've learned over 700 Spanish words, uh, but I've yet still to put any of them into a sentence. <laughs> So, but we're getting there. We're getting there, right? Are you learning verbs um, and conjugation? Yeah, and that's where it's getting. You know, it's the it's the as and the o's at the end, and the s's and the os's at the end. I mean, the amount of times I've done the spelling and I've got it wrong, got it wrong by one letter. 
It could be it could be a twelve uh, word sentence uh-huh. and wrong because one letter was off because it was a instead of an O, or it was male instead of a female. So anyway, it's on my. I'm still doing it every day. I don't want to break my eighty one day streak right now. Well, it's um, practice, right? Of course it is. I've I've even gone back to some of the ones I did when I started eighty one days ago. Mm-hmm. Once again, just to get those few words sunk in my head. So. Right. Uh, but no, the MLS, uh, our MLS uh, system is amazing. The Flex MLS. I've been playing around with that, that a lot, actually, seeing all the houses I can't afford right now. Um, but no, it's just nice to know. I'm learning the area, especially in La Paz. Yeah. You know, I've spent so much time in so many different Mexican cities, but not a whole lot of time in La Paz. So yeah. whether I need anything or not, as long as it's not raining like yesterday, uh, I'll be just driving around trying to see what area this is, what area this is, what listings there are. How many uh, houses are for sale are land by the owner and not the realtor? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always pay close attention to those because yeah. I've noticed that a lot of them have been on the market for a long time. That's right. And at the same price, they just expect to sell it with no reduction, with no realtor. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't miss much when I when I drive around. You know, mm. I see a lot of uh, dollar signs in the pass. Yeah. Um, I personally think that in the next four or five years, that. Cabo is going to be stretching all the way up to La Paz. La Paz is going to be the next Cabo. That's what I see. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I agree. Yeah. And hence why we're putting an office yeah. there. Yeah, and I'm excited. I, I'm really excited about the potential of La Paz. And if a client is working with you, what can they expect? Um, I'm Well, I'm, I'm British, obviously, so I have a very strange sense of humor. Uh, I, I like to enjoy my job. And uh, but one thing, one thing I took from the cruise ships, and you can't teach this in any other walk of life, is I worked on the ship sometimes up to sixteen hours a day sometimes, and I would do eight month contracts. Um, when you do a contract on a cruise ship, it's not like there's your contract, you're off on Tuesday and Friday, you're off Monday, Wednesday. No, there's your contract. You're gonna start work tonight, and you'll stop working when you go home in six months time. You don't get a whole day off from a cruise ship. And so for the last 20 something years in, in my previous job, uh, I was, I was doing 14, sometimes 16 hours a day. And the worst thing about that was, is I did my own schedule. Yeah. I did my own schedule, but it, it, it didn't bother me. I mean, uh, hard, hard work. So if, if, you, if I was to become your realtor, um, I'm not one of those realtors that post on Facebook, you know, oh, look at me, realtor life with a pina colada in their hand and beach life, realtor with their laptop. That's not me. I won't have time to that because I'll be working hard, but I'll be working hard for you, mm-hmm. for the clients. And it was the same thing when I worked on the ship and I made it very clear. A lot of people used to think, oh, you must work for Diamonds International. That's all you talked about. And I used to tell people, no, I work with Diamonds International. I actually work for you. Right. Just like your waiter, just like your room steward. I'm, I'm an employee of the cruise line. I work for you. And it's the same thing. You know, I'm a Ronnie Bow employee, one of your employees. And um, I'll work hard. You know, right. I'll give you options. I'll work hard. We'll hope to have a bit of a laugh at the same time. Uh, and, and I'm very, uh, I'm a big believer in staying in touch with people. You know, a lot of people reach out sometimes. Sometimes they might even forget they reach out. So for me, communication is key. You know, the, the moment I get that first phone call, that first email uh, from somebody that's interested, then not only will I pick up the phone and call them immediately, I, I would also want to set up a Zoom call or some video conference. I, I would like to 
see these people. I want to talk to them face to face. I want them to know who they have on their side. Yeah. And uh, I, want, I want to be able to read them if they're serious, what they're looking for, how serious, if there's any uh, change in the budget, if it's flexible. I want to get to know my clients. Yeah. You know, I want my clients eventually to be my repeat clients. I want my clients to refer their friends yeah. and their family. And it was the same, the same on the ship. I got complete strangers coming up to me sometimes saying, ah, uh, oh, you're Kelvin, right? The English guy, you sell the diamonds, right? And I'm like, do I know you? No, but my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor cruised with you last year. <laughs> and she said, if you're on the ship, she needs to come and talk to you. So I want to build that. I, I would have some people, uh, I used to call them my big fish, uh, people that spend over a couple of hundred thousand dollars with me on the ship. They would only come and spend that kind of money with me. They wouldn't go on any other ship. They wouldn't choose any other itinerary. Because uh, I saved them a lot of money. I put my money where my mouth was, and I saved them a lot of money. And I spent a lot of time with them. So similar, similar, you know, That's cross cool. paths between the two. Kelvin, if I was looking to buy a house, you'd be my realtor. I hope so. You, I mean, <laughs> that is so... What you just said is the most important things yeah. in selling real estate. It's yeah. the communication... It's the relationship. Yeah. It's following up, doing what you say you're yeah. going to do. Of course. Um, and staying in touch. Yeah. And because a lot of times our past clients that we sold properties to don't know what their property is worth. I and know. just a call and email of to course. update them on the property value, yeah. it opens the opportunities to do more business, yeah. but also provide value to yeah. your clients. I mean, I've spent a uh, not a lot, but I've spent a little bit of time in uh, Elson Scenario, just looking at a couple of our properties there and just seeing what in general is there. Because that seems to be people that don't want the downtown La Paz, and if you can't get on the Malacan or close to it, a lot of them seem to be going out to the Elson Scenario area. Absolutely. And same thing. I mean, before I came here and before I came to our company, uh, I was look I was researching. I, I sold my house in Canada before I came down here. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast, that story. <laughs> um, but, but I was looking at property prices. Uh, and I remember I remember seeing some houses in El San Scenario, nice houses, two bedroom, two bath, with a nice uh, parking, uh, a little pool outside, a rooftop pergola. And they were going for like 248, 250, 260. And now, not less than 12 months later, some of these places are going on $400,000 now. Yeah. So it just it just makes you realize what what you can do in this industry, you know. So um, me personally, if I was in El Cen scenario with one of my clients uh, or showing my clients a property, I'd be blatantly honest, say, hey, last year this guy bought the same house down the road. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been a, a BS person with me. What you see is what you get. You know, I work hard, but I'm also very honest. Yeah. You know. And if I don't have the answer you're looking for, and, and trust me, in the beginning, I, I might not know everything. Um, it's nice to know that you and your team or Sergio are yeah. just a phone call or a message away to, to get me through it. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, if I don't know the answer, I'll get it to you like, momentarily. Yeah, you know, knowledge is really important. But even more important than knowledge is resourcefulness. Yes. And the uh, follow through and follow up yep. um, that our clients need. Because yeah. in today's age, the information is out there yeah. and it's free. Of course. But who is going to get it and who's going to present it in a way that our clients can digest it 
Yeah, understand I feel, it. I feel comfortable with it as 100%. well. You know, especially when you do business in a foreign country, yeah. which most people are. You you want to have that peace of mind. You know, that safety, that security, that the company and the people that you're working for, mm -hmm. they're gonna look after you. Then they're always gonna take care of you. You know, so so yes. Kelvin, you're on the, you're on the right path, and I I mentioned this to you a few days ago when we first met. Yeah, yeah. last week it was amazing. That um, I expect big things from you. I know, I know, and they they will happen. Just bear with me for a little while. No, <laughs> you have that. You have the fire in your belly. Yes, sir. And so yeah. I'm a very driven person. Yeah. You know, uh, I have my own goals. Uh, I be everybody should have goals, I believe. You know, and I've. I've always achieved my own goals. I was talking to my buddy during COVID saying, you know what, my friend, in a heartbeat, I would love to come and live in Cabo. I'd love to get my work permits, my license and all this stuff. And I, and I did it. I, I got off my backside and I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm happy. And I've already made quite a few good connections in the past as well. It you is. know, it took me two days to get my, uh, my four year temporary residency card. Mm -hmm. And then it took me another seven days to get that same card back with a work visa. And so the same thing, if my clients like me, if they fall in love with this region of the world, this area, uh, Mexico, La Paz especially, and, and you are could be coming to the retiring age or you work from home, why are you thinking, oh, what? I don't want these cold winters and snow in Canada anymore. Mm -hmm. We could be living there. Uh, it's nice to know that I can just reach out to my friends and within a couple of weeks, you'll be all, you don't have to worry about immigration, you don't have to worry about being here legally or anything else. So, and that's over a very short period of time, you know, so I'm slowly getting my connections as well. Oh, and tacos, obviously, I know the best place in the past for tacos. So. <laughs> tacos are very important. <laughs> very important, right? Well, Kelvin, Probably welcome aboard. My, yeah, I'm happy to be here, Nick. This, right. is, this is really awesome, so... Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Good job. And everyone, if you're interested in learning more how you can work at Ronival Real Estate, contact us, work at Ronival.com. And until the next one, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronival Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at NickFong underscore Ronival. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at Ronival.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.